Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. Today is November 5th, 2015. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I thank you so much for joining us tonight for the Mike and the Mike show with host Big Mike Albright. Big Mike has another awesome guest lined up for the show. From Survivor Caramel, Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Bischoff will be here with us for um, this evening's show to talk with Big Mike to recap Survivor Second Chance. And I'm sure we'll find out what Matt has been up to lately as well. And as always, you're welcome to call in and chat with Matt and Big Mike just dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number one key. Otherwise, we think you're just listening to our show from the switchboard, um, and we won't pick up your call. So press the number one key. Listen for the blog talk ready to say you're in the host queue. Um, you'll still be able to listen to the the show and. Um, as soon as we can, we'll bring you up on air with us. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-host tonight. So before we get too busy, we're going to say a quick hi to Paul, and then I'll bring up Big Mike and get this party started. Paul, what is going on up in Minnesota land tonight? <clears throat> hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. We've had some nice weather the uh, uh, last several days. Um keep knocking on wood because 
know the cold weather is right around the corner. Um, gotta say, Thank you, uh, Mr. Congrats. El Nino, right? <laughs> yeah, gotta say, congrats to your uh, Blues for uh, beating the the uh, <laughs> love to hate Stanley Cup winners, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks, huh? Chicago Blackhawks, yeah, and uh, they—they they, uh, it was on national TV, and it was called Rivalry Week or something. So it, I know the Blues and the Blackhawks go back a long way. Yes, we do. Yes, it was a tough game. Lost big Steve Ott with a broken arm, and I told Rich tonight, um, we're not going to have an injured list. We're going to have an injured book of players. <laughs> because our injury list just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of our players are just going to be on the injured list, and it's going to be like a big injured injury player book instead of an injury list. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do. All of our players are going to be like from the minors brought up, I guess, because all of our players just keep getting the crap knocked out of them and, beat up and injured, and it's a rough game, rough game. But we're winning, so as long as as long as we keep bringing those wins home, that's okay, I guess. These referees need to start calling some penalties on the other team. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but let's uh, get ready to talk Survivor. Let's play his intro and get our host up here with us. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Welcome, Big Mike. Good evening, and what a, another great, uh, exciting episode. I didn't really like who got the boot, but I thought it was an exciting merge episode. And some, so we had a lot of several historic moments, so it was uh, exciting, exciting merge and a lot going on a little earlier, the day or two earlier than normal and 13 people and lots of drama that we saw and drama we didn't see. So pretty exciting. I know. I was, I was so conflicted, so conflicted on this episode. Mm-hmm. I liked to KO from the start. I don't know why I didn't like buying. And, uh, even with the, swaps around and everything. I still was kind of pro to Takeo. Uh, with, you know, a few other people, I kind of I like Jeremy. I, just, I think he's cool and awesome. want him to do well. But, you know, some of the people I'm just a little tired of, and I wanted them to go home. But the person, one of the people I like the best and who's been on the show and just somebody I love to root for, and the chaotic cast was done in by our own chaos. 
uh, going toe-to-toe with her Kagayan foe, Tasha. So it was amazing. So many people from that, and it's, it's amazing. They put four people from one season, and shockingly, they have drama from their other season. So. You know, I love both of those women. I mean, absolutely adore Cass, and I just mm-hmm. feel the same way about Tasha. She's my hometown girl. She's from here in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. And yeah. she's a competition beast and love her. So to see them go toe-to-toe with each other, I was so conflicted last night. I just hated to see that. I would have much rather would, those two teamed up, you know? Yeah, it would have been neat to see the Kaganons come together because uh, Spencer and Cass had. I don't know why. I just, I've never been a big Tasha fan. I'm not a, I don't hate her or anything. It's not. Anything like that? I I think it would have been a fun. I know she's doing challenges. I was pulling for Sabrina to come be picked for the show. I thought I was more interested in seeing Sabrina's game versus Tasha's, just because it was a lot of good challenge activity. But I like more the strategy, which I don't know if we've really seen the strategy side. I mean, they everyone was against Cass, but that's just because everyone was kind of you know riled up and see her as a Cass is a, has a big name in the community. People thought she'd be the first one out, so. And your guest is on our switchboard. Let's bring the gentleman in, my good pal from the Cincinnati area. And like Roger, probably a cast member I've possibly hung out with almost more than anyone except maybe Roger or like Chris and Lori from Vanuatu. So sure, let's bring him in. Bring him in. Let's do this. Matt Bishop going on? Survivor Care Moms. Thank you for coming in. Going? How are you? I'm real good. How are you guys doing? Good. Wonderful. I, I was just listening in. I was on hold or whatever, and, and uh, you know, talking about Chaos Cass, I was bummed that she got ver- – I know we're mm-hmm. kind of going right into this, but I, I just wanted to touch base on that. It's like yeah. I like watching Cass play the game of Survivor. I mean, even on her first season, she did a lot of unpredictable, like, kind of – crazy moves but that, that that's mm-hmm. that's her that's her gameplay and you know i kind of i know she had a lot of game left in her so it just that's the one thing sucks about something like second chances because every single person is there to play the game hard mm-hmm. and uh there's a lot at stake you know you know my wife tessa we talk about this sometimes like i'm like man i'm I'm actually, obviously, I would love to play Survivor again, but the second chances, I think, would be the hardest yeah. um, ver- the, the hardest theme to go back and play versus something like if I was to play Blood versus Water or another fan's favorites on the on the favorite side, for example. Mm-hmm. I think that wouldn't be as tough as as this. It's uh, it's been a crazy game, but it's been a great a great great season. I'm I'm really digging it, and you know, it's crazy because some of the people that have gotten voted out early who were big characters in their first seasons. It's just it's been an interesting turn of events on how things have gone down. Oh yeah, big turnaround. Uh what and you don't need to go through your whole like ballot. I don't know if you were voting daily, Matt, but is are the people you wanted to see here anyone that didn't make it that you wish was on second chances or You know, there's definitely you know, when I was watching the finale, you know, you know, season 30 finale and, and got to kind of 
see the people, you know, in the in the live audience get called to go. I mean, there's definitely people that I would have liked to have seen play. I mean, a couple of them mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um, I would have liked to see, and the people really probably don't like uh, Troy Zan, but I kind of wanted to see Troy Zan play again. And I also, oh, yeah. and I also wanted to see uh, Shane play oh, again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was For hilarious sure. his first season, and I think he was really devastated. He had a devastated kind of look, I think, when, when he got passed by, you know. And I kind of heard mm-hmm. you saying, like, you know, Sabrina over over uh, Tasha, which you were saying, Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm is I'm kind of like you. It's not that I'm not a Tasha fan. I think she's really sweet, mm-hmm. and she is good at challenges and things like that. And, and it's kind of like editing too. She may be super strategic. You just may not see that side of her. That's what's so hard oh, yeah. about about the viewers watching Survivor. Is there could be you know they've only showed you know Savage and um, you know he's been getting a lot of airtime and and uh, you know there's just been a, you know Jeff Farner before he got voted out was getting tons of airtime he was dominating you know oh, yeah. the, confes- the, the confessionals and you know as well as I do I play the game they're filming twenty four seven and there's mm-hmm. people that are strategizing and good game players playing this game. And you're not able to see that side of some of these players right now, you know. And, and that's yeah. that's the hard thing about a second chance is, is everyone is such an all-star type player with a good mm-hmm. personality. Typically, I mean, they really wouldn't have gotten asked back to play a second time if they weren't. And mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's hard to feature all of them, you know. I wish that sh- I, for episodes like this and some of these, there really needs to be an hour and a half or two hours because we didn't even. You know the tribe or the merge tribe name until they did a little intro on the screen. They didn't even talk about, you know, why it was named that. It's on a secret scene that I still haven't gotten a chance to watch yet. But you know, they don't even have time to talk about the, the tribe name. Because there's so many people, so much going on. I know they're never going to make it an hour and a half. That'll mess up the time block, especially going against Empire, but maybe too, I, I don't know, maybe they should go against Empire. They took down the Empire of Friends way back in the day, so Survivor, who knows what they can do. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it would be impossible for them, do, for them to do this, but I, I definitely think, you know, Big Brother, which I don't even watch Big Brother, to be honest with you, but I do know they do the freaking live, you know, the mm-hmm. live cams, all that stuff. I, it would be cool if they did have a lot of extra footage you know, I know they have some of that stuff now online, but it'd be better if they had like, you know, a lot of extra footage, <laughs> so you could really see oh, yeah. what what was going on. It's like that's the thing that you know you, you can't do everything, and it's it's a lot of time to edit these shows. But I'm sure there's tons more going on, and um, you know, there's a couple of people that would... kind of disappoint. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say if I was doing the editing, I would have replaced. Fishback's poem with how they came to the tribe name. I mean, that could have got. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I, it was a weird we have no clue how they came to that name. And they've always shown us that. Yeah. Well, at least there wasn't two other tribe names crammed together, I don't think. I haven't watched the secret scene. I know what. I mean, I wrote down what the, the name is. I don't even know how to really pronounce it because I didn't hear them say it. But I, I do appreciate that, that it's not just. 
cramming three tribe names into one. America was, I love the United States of America for sure, but we talked about this last season. I'm like, America has seven letters, not, you know, not apostrophe America. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was kind of <laughs> strange. And everything's big. Yeah, Matt, Matt and I have a unique experience. He's one of the handful of cast members I've met before a finale or even a charity event. So, Matt, you want to talk about our our meeting and everything in those uh, that year season? Because it's pretty atypical for how I've gotten to watch a Survivor season. You're talking about talk about my season? Yeah, the BW3 stuff and the trivia and then just hanging out with the fans every week. That was very, very cool, except for, I think it was, what, is it week six or seven? That week was horrific because I've never had to experience that with a cast member. Of yeah, the booth, I mean, but. You know, my my whole Survivor experience, I, I break it down into different parts. You know, it's like the, the you know, the whole casting process is, is for mm-hmm. me, was almost like, that was like Game of Survivor already. From the first time I get a phone call from casting that I crapped mm-hmm. my pants, that they were actually calling me. I was so stoked. And all the phone interviews and video stuff and finally going to L.A., I loved every single part of the casting process. And mm-hmm. getting that phone call, man, I, I'm, you know, Getting the phone call that you made the cast a survivor was one of the greatest, you know, oh, my God, I finally, you know, I just can't <laughs> believe this is happening. And then, obviously, playing the game, playing the game of Survivor, which I love so much. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. since day one. I love the game and the fact that I got to play it and, you know, I had a blast. Every, every second that I was out there, I enjoyed myself and I had a good time. I don't think that it's like that for everybody, but... Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was devastated when I got voted out. But, you know, the whole playing the game is one thing. And then the whole, you know, watching it on TV, not knowing what they're going to edit. And, yeah. you know, I, I have a lot of friends and locally and just, you know, you know from, from going to beard and mustache competitions, man, over the years and through BMX <laughs> and music, I already had a certain following of people and, and friends from all over before the whole survivor thing opened those doors up. So when I had these viewing parties, um, I wanted to do, I wanted to make this experience fun. I didn't want to just, you know, sit in my house and invite a couple close friends over. I wanted to, I'm like, man, I'm on freaking survivor. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And so I, 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 I did it at, you know, Buffalo wild wings. And I, I became friends with the manager and they would donate, um, 10% of all the earnings uh, on the night of my, um, you know, the night of the show to a charity of my choice. So each week I would pick a different charity and get to donate, and that was really, really cool. And, you know, you were there, Mike. I mean, it was packed every single day. The BW3s, like was, it was packed and it was crazy. They did a trivia thing for about, oh, six, seven weeks, but I think they got really tired of giving out gift cards to me because they write about your boot episode. That's when they're like, well, I think we're going to stop the Survivor trivia because people were pulling out cellular phones and I, and I was still taking them down. So that, I got, I think, $150 worth of free BW3s, which didn't help with me being Big Mike and probably why I'll be in surgery next week. But oh, uh, we kicked Biden, but... But it was so surreal watching it with you, and then I mean, but the worst part—I mean, you went through it, so it's even—it magnified a lot more. But you know, watching you get the vote out, 
and seeing your kids and everybody and your family, that was emotionally as just a fan. That, you know how connected I am to you guys, but that was really, really challenging to see them break down and then that make you break down. And it's just like, oh, my God. Matt, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, the, the thing that sucks is that night, you know, I obviously know that this is my boot episode, but I yeah. have to pretend to all the fans that are there that they have no idea. And, and everyone's coming up to me like, Matt, you're kicking butt. You're going to make it. You're going to, I know you're winning this game. And I got to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, hell yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, and knowing like, that everyone's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember just like, dude, cause everyone was so excited there. And then when I, when I, when my name got called all those times, it was just like it was just like a devastating blow to everyone there. And then my kids, they had no idea I was getting voted out that night. You know? Oh yeah. So I, I, my oldest son Ryder, he started sobbing, crying that Daddy just got voted out of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And seeing that, you know, I broke down. And I'm sitting there. I'm a, I'm an emotional guy, anyways, dude. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So it's like I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I look like this big, tough, bearded, you know, tattooed guy. But I think that's one of the reasons why they cast me for the show is, is I mm. I appear on the outside different than what people might think. You know, I, I literally yeah. think that's why they, they cast me. But nevertheless, man, I remember when the guy at Buffalo Wild Wings was like, hey, man, as I'm sitting there crying, he's like, hey, do you want to say something to the crowd? And I'm like, oh, I'm not like, really. But You're like, come on, like. <laughs> But I remember, man, I think Tessie even has it on video somewhere from her cell phone of just me thanking everybody to mm-hmm. to have taken part on this journey with me because it it was a journey for everyone, man. Like, Mike, I mean, you and Tasha and, and other Survivor fans that were there every week, that was memories that you'll have forever, dude. Not It's not that often yeah. that you get to do that, you know what I mean? It was a very unique, very unique season. That made it really tied into who I liked and who I didn't like for for sure. Because I, it was you know really emotional for us too. But it was it was yeah. neat to hang out and watch a show with that many people. Because I'm used to just, you know, I'm never really I don't have a family per se, and the students could care less about the show on campus. So it's usually just me watching it. But that whole season, you know, it was a lot of fun, and it made I made it the season that you know isn't always ranked the best you know, a lot more enjoyable, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys did your best, but I think some of the fans with you were a little, you know, subpar than some of the favorites. I really don't remember some of those people being anyone's favorite. I mean, maybe one or two of them, but, but yeah. they were all, you know, Cochran definitely deserved to win, I think, and, you know, dominated everything, so. I hear you. But yeah, it was definitely a... Definitely a cool experience, one that I'll never forget. And, and Survivor's one of those things, man, that, like, once you play, you know, even these second chances, you saw people's interviews, you know, pre-game and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, people, you know, hey, I've been I've been thinking about Survivor every day for the last 10 years, and now I'm finally mm-hmm. back. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. true, dude. It's like a, it's a blessing and a curse. Because I wouldn't say the curse, but... God, I mean, there's not a day that goes by. I mean, I don't sit there, like, all day long and dwell about Survivor. But there's when, – when you're part of the Survivor community, you, mm-hmm. it, you, you do think about it every day. Because there's – I'll post something on social media, and there's Survivor fans commenting on stuff. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you see, you see interviews with your friend. You know, now that I'm friends with so many people that have played, it's just this big family. So it's constantly on your mind, man. And, uh, and it's just – something that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Do you think you were fairly represented? I mean, editing is a huge thing, but I really wish from I know I know from talking to you, I think we really didn't get to see your full your full game. I really think they had to sell who their final three was and kind of undersell but, you and Snowy a little bit, for, just from what I understand or feel. But yeah, I mean, dude is definitely like first of all. You know, I was there to play the game of Survivor, dude. And I was yeah. playing the best strategic game that I could play. Uh, I was climbing coconut trees, and they were shooting aerial video with helicopters. None of that stuff ever got shown. There was so much funny stuff. Because, dude, mm-hmm. I, I, joke, I joke around constantly, dude. Like, I'm not this like, oh, super yeah. serious dude. And there was so much fun stuff. And, like, my mom's like, Matthew... You didn't come across funny like your normal fun self on on Survivor. You were more serious. It's like, well, if I'm in a confessional talking about the game, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a very serious thing, dude. I did take it seriously, but there's so much funny stuff that just never got shown, and mm. and so much gameplay and strategic stuff with Michael and I, and and just moves we were making, and we were constantly mm-hmm. strategizing, dude. It was awesome, but. Yeah. You know, overall, though, dude, I mean, complain because everyone that I meet uh, after the show and everything have had nothing but good things to say, and like it was a positive experience. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I would hate to have been Brenda Lowe or Eric Reichenbach and not gotten any confessionals. You know what I mean? In a oh, season yeah, like fans yeah, versus yeah. favorites, you know, the, it's fans versus favorite season to me are gener- You know, they're they're completely biased for a favorite to win, I think. Yeah. uh, You know, they had the Brandon Hance drama and the the Philip Shepard crazy stuff, and it's like, yeah, Yeah. that's that's all good and dandy, but as a fan, you can only see so much Stealth R.S. crap, Mm -hmm. dude. I want to see people play the game of Survivor. And sometimes they focus more on bullcrap, stupid drama and maybe that's yep. because the, the the person that is not a diehard fan, maybe they're just flipping through the channels, they like to see that drama. You know what I mean? But yep. I, I I just like the, the gameplay. And, but yeah, I can't complain, man. You know, it's the one thing that pisses me off more than anything, it, it, more than even getting voted out probably, is, well, I don't know about that. It may be a little farther. Not getting on stage at, the, at my finale. That is the worst thing, dude, that CBS has ever done. And, and – I don't care what kind of bullshit story. I mean, you can tow the company line if you have to, Matt. I don't want you to get in trouble with the sh- with FG no. or anything. But that was, it was the stage was plenty big enough. They just didn't want to show everything because Brandon wasn't in the screen shot and he wasn't allowed to come in the finale because of all his bullshit. Like that was the worst yeah. thing they ever. One of the worst things they've ever done to the to the cast, I think. And here's the thing, dude. I know that. I didn't get shown a whole ton in my season. You know, I didn't make Mm -hmm. the merge. So, you know, going into that finale, I, you know, I figured that if I'm on stage at the finale, like Jeff Probst probably is not going to even address me. He's going to address me. So, but that wasn't even my concern. I just wanted some closure to the game and my experience by being on the stage and looking at, looking out at my wife and my friends in the crowd and dude, yep. when we when we did the rehearsal, dude, That's and we what you sat found like, out, right? yeah, yeah, they put us in. The, we saw our pictures in the front row. I just showed like it was like a big headshot of me, and I, this is where Matt sits. And we're like, what in the hell? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're sitting us in the front row, and then they're going to call us up on stage. Maybe they're doing some kind of weird mm-hmm. thing like that. 
Well, no, that didn't happen. And here's the thing, you know, and Corinne and Allie freaking were pissed. They completely, they completely laid in the probes about how much BS they thought it was, dude. They were furious. And the one thing that, you know, I, I, the one, the one thing that I think, dude, that was really lame is I remember, um, you know, Allie had her outfit that she was going to wear or something, right? Well, um, and they didn't have her around to make her go like all over trying to get another outfit and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she's she's like she's missing out on a whole fun day in L.A. Um, because she's trying to find some different outfit. Because I guess whatever, maybe the outfit she was going to wear wasn't going to look right on TV or something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why the hell would that even matter if they weren't even going to put her on the damn stage? You know what I mean? No one even and saw they knew that. I mean, somebody there knew, maybe not the person that's worried about how everyone looks from the wardrobe area, but some producer knew that, and they're just jerking these people around. You guys had to fly your family and friends out on their own dime or your dime, and, it's, I mean, that's just irresponsible. And just because it's some Twitter drama, from what I can tell, right, it was just all that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's. Guys. I, you know, I stay away from trauma, but obviously everyone in the in the survivor community figured it was because of Brandon Hans and Philip or this or that or trying to find or trying not, you know, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't know. Dude. All I know is that was a huge bummer to me. I mean, you know, getting voted out was a bummer. And but that sucked too. <laughs> Oh yeah, it sucked. Did I did I tell you when I, I lost my phone charger? Right? Have I told you this story? And I'm down in no. security trying to get some charger to replace because somebody took mine. And in security on the wall is a picture of Russell Hands that says, "Do not allow this man on the premises." And I wish I had taken like a cell phone picture or something because that would have been like hugely big. Like there was some straight up legitimacy to the. The issues with the Hanses and Philip, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I just, I don't think they'll ever do that again. You know, and uh, it just, it is they what it is, not. man. I mean, the only thing good about it is that picture that shows up online of all of us sitting there with the best pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's hilarious. You know, and yes, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, what was uh you got to do a cool pre uh, the pre jury trip? So what were some of your favorite things there? And then what's been your favorite thing you've gotten to do since you were on the show? Like what what what's been your favorite stuff there? Well, I, we went to Malaysia, and um, so to me, dude, like uh, yes, I would have loved to have been staying at Ponderosa to be a part of the jury, but it was, you know, I got to go on a vacation of a lifetime and do mm-hmm. some amazing things. And, uh, there was a former survivor producer that was one of our chaperones, uh, Johnny Patillo. Oh, uh, sweet. He yeah. He's cool. Yeah. 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 So I got to become close with him, man. We hung out a ton. Um, so it was, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed every second of that and try to just soak in as much of that experience as possible. And it kind of gives you that bug for world travel. When you, when you do Survivor, mm-hmm. you know, we were so far away in the Philippines. It took us like, you know, when I was in the game, it was like 36 hours or something to get to our location. It was in the middle of freaking nowhere, dude. And, wow. uh, you know, and then when I went to Malaysia, it's just, it's just really cool. So that I got memories that'll last a lifetime, and I got really awesome photos from 
from that. And um, I'll tell you one funny thing from my trip, and this is probably too much information. And, and if, if Laura Alexander, my good friend from from my tribe, here, uh, she's listening, <laughs> my you know, my stomach. After the game, man, you can become really sick, and uh, yeah, my my stomach was like really jacked up, and um, I just kept having diarrhea and just was real ill. And mm. I remember one night, dude, like I like sharded him. I was like sleeping in a room with Laura, <laughs> like it was her and I. And yeah. I like I like crapped my pants in my sleep, dude. And I woke up and I was like <laughs> I was like covered in like diarrhea, dude. Like where I, and I was like, God, what that's the gonna hell? be rough. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I'm, like, laying next to this, you know, this, like, she was in a bed next to mine. We weren't in the same bed together, but I had to go get in the shower and wash myself up, dude, and freaking put my pants in the garbage can. It was just, but, you know, and we laugh about it now. I'm like, hey, remember yeah. that time, Laura, where I crapped my pants in my sleep <laughs> in Malaysia, you know? But, um, you know, dude, some of my experiences after the show, I, I do a lot of uh, charity uh, events, mm-hmm. I get asked. You know, I get asked to do things like this, be on, you know, your show, and uh, just a lot of different things. And and one of the most mm-hmm. fun, one of the most fun events, as you know, you're always a big part of this. Is Bob Crowley's um, the the, the Durham Durham Warrior Warrior Survival Challenge. Yeah, yeah. And you know that was one of the. It was an honor for Bob to ask me um, to to be a part of it and play his game of, you know, basically it's like you're playing mini Survivor in Maine. And uh, It was rough not being able to go up and watch you play because I had helped so much with season one and I did this past season. It was just, I wish I could have been up there with you guys, but they moved it back a week to, well, now it's, now it's in June, so I can, it'll be never a real issue, but I wish I could have been play. Here's the deal. If anyone, you know, whoever's listening to what we're talking about right now, if there is anybody listening that wants to really get the closest thing to playing the actual game of Survivor with people that have actually played Survivor, mm-hmm. is to try out, is to go to Facebook and I'm, you know, you'll post it. Go and yep. apply for the Durham Warrior Survival Challenge that Bob Crowley does because it is unbelievable. I took that stuff very seriously, dude, and I had a blast, and I mm-hmm. freaking made the merge, and I made it pretty far into into his game before I got voted out. And um, it was awesome, man. I, I, I would highly recommend, even if, you, you know, if you're wanting to play Survivor, it, it's, you know, the, the reality of it is people that apply for Real Survivor, it's very hard to get on Real Survivor. So, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you love Survivor, do the Durham Warriors Challenge, and, and it'll be a great experience. I recommend it. We'll put links on the uh, on the Rad Reality page for sure. And I do casting. I, uh, John and Andy and I are the casting agents. I call I call John, we call Lynn, and I'm Eric Shea, and then Andy calls himself uh, Jody. So that's that's we're kind of the casting, quote-unquote, ladies. So we had to go through, like, 70 applicants this year. And then I did wow. the confessionals and uh, that stuff. And I guess the year I wasn't there, Hatch and Sandra did. So I went back up and took my jobs back. But it was neat to be replaced by the first winner and the two-time winner when you're not there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, cool. And uh, well, with this episode, we can definitely dive more into it. Sherry, I, I'm, you know, when I get on here with one of my buddies, it's it's hard for me not to shut up. But if there's any other guests or if you or Paul have a question before we 
you know, kind of go point by point through the episode. Do you, do you have anything for Matt before I so – I'll shut up for a second. <laughs> I was wondering if if both of you saw Cass's uh, Ponderosa video. I have yeah. not watched it yet. And I was messaging is- Cass that night, and I, I said uh, – well, I'm talking, sorry, but she was all – she said she's going to bring it every week on the jury. So, but you can talk about what she did in the episode or the little clip. She's still playing the game, even though she's at Ponderosa now. She's uh, titled herself Queen of Ponderosa, and she's not going to shave her underarms. And she's going yep. to. She plans <laughs> to wear. Um, yeah, she plans to wear a sleeveless shirt and sit there with her arms up with her hands behind her head to show off her, her armpits to the, the <laughs> remaining survivors. And she said she'll probably flip off a few of the, you know, selected survivors that she feels like flipping off. And she's Poor still very much Tasha. playing the game. <laughs> yeah, and hilarious. she's writing a lot. She's, done beautiful illustrations for her daughter. There's a um a dog there named Chunk. And yep. she's writing every day to her daughter and doing illustrations of this dog Chunk and just having a good time with it. Um but she's still very much playing the game of survivor even though she is at Ponderosa now. And to me that's just cast yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, she and, never gives up. She's always in the game, and I'm gonna miss the hell out of her. I just adore her, and I'm so sad she's gone. I I really am. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I do love Tasha, but damn, I'm gonna miss Cass. <laughs> Yeah, well, Abby's been muzzled, Cass is gone, Varner's been gone for a few weeks, and that some of that great camp energy just, I mean, these other folks, they they, they just don't bring that kind of zany craziness like Shane whatever, you know, Varner did just, uh, they're not challenge beasts, but they're definitely, I'd call them, you know, confessional beasts and soundbite beasts. That yeah, way. you're right. I, I think. You know, the one thing I do, uh, the, I think that Sierra is going to cause some, you know, oh, yeah. you know, in this episode. And I also think, you know, Abby Maria has been kind of quiet these past few episodes, but I definitely think they'll, I'm sure that there's going to be some things stirred up with, with her. And then yeah. it's going to be cool to see people like, you know, Spencer and Fishback, who are obviously very strategic players. You got mm-hmm. Savage. You know, Savage is playing the game very hard and just wants it yeah. so bad. I think there's going to be some devastated people because the stakes are getting higher at this point in the game. Um, you know, and there Plus, are. Plus, we don't know about the idols. Yeah, the idols are still out there too, Jeremy and Wentworth, and no one, with as far as we know, no one knows they even have idols. Totally, and you know, it's it's interesting because you know. I I like Joe. I like Jeremy. There, there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of people that are still in the game that I do like. I mean, uh, Kelly Wigglesworth hasn't really done much for me this whole entire season. They barely showed her. Yeah, true, 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 and true. She, and she she looks nothing like she did in her season. I guess she's got lots of 
plastic she's surgery. She's had some work done. I mean, she used her second place winnings, and she's definitely. And what I can what I can convey is that the ten year anniversary just in two thousand ten. She still had the you know Borneo nose, but that, I don't know when the <laughs> alterations happen. But no offense to Kelly, I mean I I need no, some no, and I, I, plastic I surgery that. myself, but it's definitely evident that some some chopping's been going on. Right, right. <laughs> it just sounded funny. I'm sorry. Well, we bring the we bring the humor here when we, when we can. So, but I was so <laughs> the Borneo knows. The Borneo <laughs> knows. Yeah, funny. somebody make sure the fans tweet that. I mean, we'll we'll make it happen Hashtag there. But Borneo knows. Yeah, hilarious. Every merge that I can recall, almost exclusively, the first target is the biggest alpha male, and this biggest merge ever. We've got. Aside from Savage getting kind of a throwaway vote, the three targets are like uh, I think Fishback said, smaller women. So what? What do you all, Paul, Sherry, Matt? What's your take on that? The 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 involvement of the game of Survivor. I know I mean, one thing. I mean, Abby was sitting there thinking to herself at Tribal. She was just glad that it wasn't her a change because she's been yeah. so involved in it for a while. She was just sitting there with a little smirk on her face going, I'm glad the, you know, the target's off me this time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know, you, you've seen people talk about it. It is a evolving game and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very interesting because Quite frankly, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cass is kind of unpredictable and is Chaos Cass, so, you know, it's, you never know what it's like when you're in the moment playing the game, you know what I mean? A lot of things mm-hmm. are happening pretty fast, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, strong men in the game still and a lot of strategic players mm-hmm. and a lot of people that could freaking dominate challenges, you know? It's a... Uh, there's lots of guys. I mean, Jeremy's a big, strong guy, and Joe obviously mm-hmm. is a challenge beast. It's like I think, you know, Joe. Although I like Joe, um, yeah, he's cool he he a yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't but know, man. Like it's it's a, take yeah. a fan call. Sure, oh. sure, yeah. Who's there? We've got someone you know. We've is there another person from the Cincinnati area? Chad Kincaid. Hi, Chad. Thanks so much for calling in tonight. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. We might have to call the FCC. I think we have too many gingers on one call. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we might get shut down. Who knows? Well, um, I was telling Paul, I was telling Paul the reason why I haven't been calling. Uh, my internet and cable was down for a while, so I kind of missed Survivor, but. Uh, I kind of heard a certain person got voted out last night, and I, I was overhearing you guys how sad you are. Well, I'm sorry I am not a Chaos Cast fan. I still, uh, after how she was last season, I'm just, nah, I'm not. Yeah, did you, did, Chad, did you see any growth in maturation? Though I know you're not really a Cast fan, but I think I think she at least tried to appear to alter her game, at least for a, uh, at least for a while. Did you see any of that, or...? 
Yeah, I did, but I mean, I still have visions of her flipping Trish off, and that's just like, uh, you know. Well, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up, Big Mike. I love it. You know, some people make make their own beds and that, well, whatever. Yeah, but it's a, I understand because I I have similar feelings. Maybe not as strong, as, you know, not anti Tasha, but not pro Tasha. So, but you just don't like Cass because she's so in your face and chaotic and yeah. flipping the bird and. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, who do you like, Chad? We got twelve people left. Uh, who are you pulling got, for? Who are you not pulling for? And who, who's falling by the wayside? You can't my, even follow up with it. My my two top picks are still in it, and that's Savage and Wentworth. Okay. Yeah, I, I like, like both them of them over. heavily. I like both of them a lot. Yeah, um, you know, and. Um, Abby Maria still in it. I know. I know. Terry quit, right? Well, he didn't quit. He was, he, a medi- he was a medical situation where uh, his son was having heart fine. problems, and he got called well, out. He had to leave so. the show. Okay. Oh, he had to leave yeah, the show. Okay. It's kind of its own category as a kind of a stickler for stats and data. It's kind of hard for some of the fans, and I mean, people are technically calling it a, a quit. Some people, but I'm like, it's a whole other category because it. Right, you know, he was I, I forced to leave. Yeah, he wasn't injured. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't say, "I'm throwing down my torch." It was day thir- night thirteen. His wife calls probes, and they said he needs to get home. And he ended up having a heart heart transplant. And you know, Danny's yeah. a hell of a kid. And I've played uh, I played dodgeball with him two years in a row. The first year, all the Dietzes were on my charity team. Uh, and nice. We some butt, but not as much butt. But when the following year we won, and I had to, we had to go against Team Deets and some other phenomenal survivors, but we we took them out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you're liking them. Are you going to be at the Survivor Viewing Party on November 18th? Um, I will try to if I'm feeling well from the surgery and everything. It's gonna where's where's is where's Tosh having the party? Up at Westy's Pub in Madeira. As long as they let me put my dinner in a blender, I'll I'll, I'll try to be there and cheer That's everyone cool. on and see see some of these familiar faces. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's a little challenging doing the to... show because we because I want to take notes and it's kind of hard to take notes when I'm watching in the crowd. But yeah, yeah, mine. Um, I never been to one, so it's it's well worth it to watch the show with actual cast. It's just a fun experience. Matt, did you, were you? I don't know if I cut you off or. What were you saying? I thought Matt had said something or was trying to make a point. I don't know if I had cut him off or. Oh no no! I just um, you know I was listening to Chad, some of his you know people he's kind of rooting for. I just you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it's going to get really interesting. Um, uh, now that that they're merged, you know what I mean, and and the thing is, what's crazy to me about this season is all the tribe swaps, and you know, as oh, a fan, yeah. it's kind of hard to, you know, and it, you know, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I was a part of a tribe swap, which was my demise in my game. I hated yeah. that tribe swap. So you never know. Like Savage has been happy about some of his tribe swaps because it's just just it's just the way the way it works out can either benefit yep. you or it can kill your entire game. 
So there's been a lot of crazy things, especially merging at 13. Um, yeah, that's, that's something definitely new. And I, I think that's kind of what keeps Survivor one of the greatest, you know, television shows, you know, for, for the mm-hmm. last decade, uh, you know, 15 years now. It's It's basically, you know, it's, I don't know, dude. It's it's just a great show. It's unpredictable and and it's, it's devastating it for the people that Yeah, yep. it does keep evolving and, and the the strategy and the gameplay is evolving. And I mean you 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 see now it's like you know, put taking Cass out of the game instead of targeting a, an alpha male like you were saying, Mike. And yeah. it's mm. uh it's hard, you know. And and I definitely think that it's real stressful for everyone that's that's out there because everyone knows each other's gameplay. Everyone yeah. knows that Spencer is smart because he watched everyone season, you yeah. know, and quite frankly, even though Spencer and Cass were kind of working together a little bit, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, that probably wouldn't have lasted a whole long time, you know, yeah. deep into the game with, with Spencer and, and Cass, you know, but who knows? You know, can't do anything about it now. Cass is gone and, Life goes well, on. And Sierra was running right in their faces. Somebody out there is number nine, somebody's eight, somebody's seven, and somebody's six. And when are these people? We had Nalia on two weeks ago. And when are they going to have the Nalia Pappy moment when they're like, whoa, I'm, I'm not playing for fifth and sixth. So I, I hopefully some people mix it up and, you know, Kimmy and Steven get their just desserts because I love fish back, but. He with these poems and stuff. I don't know. I felt like Coach was possessing his body, and I didn't. I didn't want that. I had plenty of Coach already, so I didn't want well, any more. Amen. Box and <laughs> something funny about. I want to mention. That. Oh, something something funny. He got pissed at me on on Twitter or something, dude. And, and I wasn't. I meant no ill will, but it, it cracks me up because. Yeah. I, I made a comment because, like, there's episodes where he's trying to, like, chop coconuts. He doesn't even know how to do anything physical at all. And he, he I said, man, it's hilarious watching him try to chop coconuts or whatever. And, and he's like, he made a comment on Twitter or something, like, in my response saying, did you, did you go out and practice or something before you played Survivor? Well, the answer to that is yes. And the other thing about that is, if I'm playing my second time on Survivor, and you know you were playing a second time, I would, think, I would think that you would go and get a machete and try to learn how to freaking chop wood and be, you know, that, that's just kind of common sense. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I like Stephen Fishback. You know, I've never met the dude, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you get a little mad, so... Steven, if you're ever listening to this, I'm I'm sorry if you got offended, but all I'm saying, dude, is it it was it's funny because I was swimming, dude, before I went out on my season. Yeah. I went to the YMs. I went to the YMCA, and because I'm not like the best swimmer in the world, and I'm like, oh god, we're probably gonna have you know water challenges in Survivor. I didn't know where yeah. we were going, so I right would go. Yeah, I would swim laps. And I would dive down to the bottom of the pool and pretend like I was like I'd hold my breath and pretend like I was opening uh like untying a knot. And then I'd swim yeah. to the surface of the water. Then I'd dive back down and can I imagine these people at the YMCA were probably like, What in the hell is this guy doing? you know? because uh, they had no idea that I was there training to but you know, I had to swim and 
you know, I practice making fire and, and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's just like, if yeah, you're a fan, you know what you know what you're going to do. I mean, Chad, if, if you or anyone else was going on Survivor, I would assume you would try to make fire and crap before you go out, went out there. Oh, yeah, right? oh, yeah, that's just common sense, you know. And you were mentioning something about the um, event in Maine. Now, that's an event I want to go to, but with my new job, you all know I have a new job. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can get off all that time because i got hearts of reality and reality for diabetes and all that. So. But it's, it's worth it, so. This is regarding your new job, Chad. Hello, everyone. Oh, well, I guess our crowd's getting restless, but I wanted to get a little rivalry going with some uh, other podcasts. I, I think it did get fish back. I mean, I doubt he's listening, but if he is, um, maybe he was spending too much time on Rob as a podcast and not making fire and cutting, cutting coconuts because I think the co-host, the one show, is on there all the time, and you want to know the strategy, but... At the end of the day, you want to know how to open the damn coconut so you can either drink it or eat it, you know? Well, I mean, you know, obviously strategy is huge, but helping out around camp, you know what I mean? It's like if you're if you're useless and and stuff like that sometimes, it's like, you yeah. know, that can, be, that can be a big problem. Like Laura, yeah. for example, on my season, I love Laura. She's my great friend. She could not swim. You know, so she was. Yep. We're we're in a place where you had to swim, dude, and it was a major liability. You know what I mean? It's so. You know, I definitely think you know being a super athlete badass like a Joe or something like that. You know, you you don't want to have a big target for being the best guy, and that's one thing that I mm-hmm. when I when I, when I was out there playing, dude, like I'm a BMX guy. I'm in decent shape. I'm 41 years old, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not. The, I'm not the best athlete, but I can at least hold my own in challenges. Mm. And I didn't. And I didn't want to be the best. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be. You know. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I wanted to do. My not best, a liability, right? You just wanted to do as well as you could, but not hurt the group, right? Yeah, and I didn't want to have. You know. I, you know, people that are just like. A Colby or something like that, or you know, just some of these challenge beast people. It's, it does put a big, big target on you, you know, for for mm-hmm. being such an amazing athlete and stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just want to mention real quick. Um, we had a couple calls on the switchboard who have not pressed the number one key. It's great if you're just listening to the show. That's wonderful. But if you do want to talk to us on air, please remember to press the number one key. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and join the conversation. So press the number one press key if you want to join one, in. Press one, people. Join in. Don't just be a voyeur. Come on in. <laughs> press one and give us your opinions. If you've been on air before or if you've never set foot in, a, well, you can't really set foot in, but come on in and ask a question. Uh, Matt's great to talk to. Uh, you can ask me pretty much anything. I, I'm Pretty decent knowledge fight. about the show. Huh? Before we get him, before we get too many callers, I want to ask Matt about his new CD. If it's purchable, uh, purchable, or do we just have to do a digital? 
My my band Moonbow, yeah, our the, our new Moonbow record. Is that what you're asking about? Yeah. Yeah. So the new Moonbow record, uh, you can go to uh, anyone listening. I, I'm in a band called Moonbow, and we're a heavy rock and roll band. But we just released an acoustic record called Volto Del Timone, and you can go to moonbowrocks.bandcamp.com, Chad, and it's uh, it's called Bandcamp. It's where bands can post their music, and you can order CDs and T-shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff uh, through there. And I, I have someone that... Yeah, yeah Moonbow, like... like yeah, Moonbow, like M O O N, like the moon. Moonbow, B O W, Moonbow Rocks dot bandcamp dot com, and that's my band's page. You can listen to all the stuff, and then you can uh, you can uh, buy buy our CDs, and we have some final records from our first record and stuff like that. I've heard them play, folks. It's well worth the money. Uh... Fun, fun, exciting group to listen to. So, no, oh, definitely. Cool. I've been to a few of their live shows. Matt could tell you all but, about um, that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing. Moonbo's playing again, man, on uh, November the fourteenth at the Southgate House Revival in. Uh, oh, really? New, Newport, Kentucky. Yeah, it's a Saturday night. So you're probably working, cool. Chad, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I do have every other Saturday off, from what I understand, how the rotation goes. So, yeah, if I have that, you said November 14th. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I might have that off. I don't know yet. So, if I have it off, I'll try to come down. Like, I'll probably be on bed rest, but I'd be there if I could. I may Skype in or something and listen to it. We'll see. <laughs> but I did put in, I did put in that day off for the Survivor viewing party, though, so. Cool. But, um. Cool. Jerry, do those people want to, do they step up their game and press one, or are they just still hanging around listening to this fun chat? They're just listening right now. Press right, one, well, people. Press one, I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> Any, anywho, uh, I'm trying to make sure we want to cover, uh, you know, everything else that happened. It's fascinating. Cats will be the first juror, so I would assume we're going to have a a ten-person jury and a final three. I mean, I have I have no spoilers for that, so please don't lynch me or uh, chase me around with uh, torches and pitchforks. I don't know what will happen, but that sounds like what will happen. I doubt we'll have a final two, which is pretty rare. And there's all these are returning players, so I would guess final three with you know ten-person jury, and that's a big old. We're almost the real size of a jury at court. I'm watching, I'm showing 12 Angry Men in my class here I teach on campus. So we almost have 12 angry survivors in this jury. That's so, Matt, who you wanting to win? What's that? Who you wanting to win? Me? That's a hard question, man. There's a lot of players I actually like right now. You know what I mean? I, I For me... I, it takes me a little bit to actually pick a favorite or a winner, especially in a season like this of second chances where there are so many, you know, mm-hmm. badass players. So, you know, ask me a couple of weeks. Um, I definitely, you know, Jeremy's first season, you know, I was a, I was a Jeremy fan 
on 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 his first season. So I I would like to see what he has up his sleeve. I like Spencer Bledsoe. You know he's a, yep. he's a very strategic player. I really like that. Um, you know, um, who else? I'm just, uh, Joe. I like Joe, and uh, obviously he was a, a fan favorite on his season. He's a he's a good guy, and I, you know I obviously want to see him go far. I want to give a shout out to season thirty man. I mean those guys. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of awesome people from from that season that I talked to, um, you know, Mike Holloway and Sierra yeah. and Tyler, and you know, it's it's a lot of good players from that season, and um, but, so yeah, we're all rooting on Joe. Yeah, and, uh, I, I I like Joe as a player. Don't get me wrong, but my opinion is, I probably get lynched for this. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Joe as a player. But I think his season's just too recent to be on second chances. They passed away so many good other players from past seasons, you know, like old school people like Kobe Arca, Ryan Opry. You know, the list can go on and on. So I think Joe is, my opinion, in that can weigh in. I think Joe is so popular, the Malcolm Ozzie. Uh, they want to cycle him in as quickly as possible for the – yeah. For the viewers that are female or the viewers that are down with the Joe scene. I like Joe a lot. He's a hell of a guy. I hung out with him several times. Uh, he didn't make it to Cincinnati, but uh, those Dirty 30 people are a fun bunch and crazy. And two are on here, Matt. Uh, Mike and Tyler have been on the show. Sears had some conflict, so. But we got the, oh, yeah, I mean, you were at Dirty my house, kids. Man. Yeah, yeah. We had that little, you know, Bonfire and hanging out, man, with everybody and Joel. It was a, that was a great night, man. Those, those people are all yeah. cool. And I'll tell you what was yeah, fun I mean, about that is, you know, being sitting around a fire. You know, I, I would have probably you know tried to align with Mike Holloway if I was on his season. And, oh uh, yeah. Him and I are hardworking guys, and you know we were sitting around the fire that night in my backyard, and I was like, dude, this this feels like we're actually playing Survivor together. And Mike was like. Dude, let's let's play right now. Let's pretend like we're playing. And he put in this scenario, you know, he put in this scenario like that me and him are, are in an alliance, and you know, Tyler and different people were sitting around the fire, and we were like talking about who we were, we were going to vote out, dude. And we were strate- we were having a strategic talk, suspiciously mm-hmm. in my backyard, and that was definitely a fun time. <laughs> Which is a very atypical backyard, folks. This isn't your standard just uh, grass and trees and whatnot. It's a pretty intense backyard. So, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun. But yeah, I'm not discrediting them. I just think that the season was just too current. You know, I mean, I like those guys too. I think that I thought they were awesome. But like I said, so many other good people got weren't even on the ballot from what I understand and it's just Well oh, I think we'll have a second second chances. I'm I'm almost certain somewhere down the pike this has been way too popular of a season and the whole voting process I had to get, you know, Survivor knows what they're doing. And it was fun. I and I would say I, I about the whole ranking and who you want to win and all that. I would def I definitely would I haven't generated either of these, but there's definitely a list of you know, I'd rank them one through twelve with what I think's gonna do well. And who I want to do well, and those lists would be very divergent from each other. You know, I think 
Stephen and Kimmy have a great shot at getting pretty far in Tasha, and that wouldn't make me a very happy boy. You know, I'm I'm liking Jeremy and and Wentworth and even Sierra. Like, you know, wasn't too keen on it. She is feisty, and I I really appreciate that. Same thing with Abby and. You know, you know, Joe's got a great story. Can an alpha male even that powerful, you know, win enough immunities or be charismatic enough to, you know, get deep? I really think, though, if Joe wins a couple immunities in a row, d- despite the group of nine, I think he he could be toast. So he's got to be real careful. Yeah. Nobody's Nobody, even mentioned nobody. Keith. Hmm? Nobody's even mentioned Keith, and that's kind of the way it is on the show, too, that you hardly see Keith on Survivor. You know, he's brought up once in a while. He's going to spit his way to the Final Four again. I I wouldn't be surprised if he just is just around and isn't a threat and isn't, you know, the key to the strategy, and he could get pretty deep. You know, Keith, the right scenario, Keith could get in there and take it it home, and that's just crazy because – I really, no offense to Keith, I love the guy, but I didn't think he was really, with some of the competition there, when Holloway didn't get picked and Shane didn't get, you know, or Holloway couldn't go and Shane didn't get picked, I'm pretty sure, my opinion is Keith or Woos slid in there, and I, you know, at least he was entertaining. Keith is one of those guys that was obviously not at all a Survivor fan going into his first season or whatever, That which, yeah. which is fine, okay? Whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and hate on somebody that gets on the show. I mean, there's so many people that are recruited that end up mm-hmm. becoming Survivor fans. I think that's something that that Keith went through. Keith is a very yeah. nice guy and a likable guy, and I think he's funny. He doesn't try to be funny. He just he just says some funny stuff. <laughs> he just is I was funny. Yeah. I hope Keith comes to a charity event that I'm at. I, I really oh. like him. And, I think you're right, Mike. I mean, in in a perfect world, Keith. You know, I'm looking at this picture right now on online, yeah. and everyone, Keith is standing up, chewing on a freaking piece of bark or something, and everyone else. You got <laughs> these very strategic players, and yeah. you might just be sitting back, like, "Hey, I'm going to let these freaking these you know coyotes go at each other, and I'm just going to sit here and watch. And then when the time is right, I'm going to win a bunch of challenges, and I'm going to be on the freaking in the finals, saying, "Listen." I didn't backstab anybody. You know, yep. I'm a like I'm a likable guy and I won a ton of challenges and my strategy was to keep it low key and not to cause a bunch of drama like you idiots are and yep. you can win the game. You know what I mean? And 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 quite yep. frankly, if that were the case, I wouldn't be pissed. There's certain people that went, you know, if Keith went to the game, you know, into the game, hey, more power to him, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kate, you know, I that's one thing I I totally forgot, you know, Kimmy I was really excited that Kimmy was coming back for a second chance because obviously mm-hmm. way early on in the early seasons of Survivor, I kind of had the hots for Kimmy. I was like, mm, Kimmy, oh. you know, it's like in her younger days. And I was like, uh, I was a Kimmy fan her first time around. And one thing that did annoy me about the whole Kimmy thing, because my wife's a vegetarian and mm-hmm. she seen that challenge like last week, that the food eating challenge mm-hmm. where she was just like, I'm not even going to participate. You know, I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It's like, I found that a little, I don't know. I found it a little just kind of like, man, eat vegetarian. But she was eating other animals. It was just the brain or whatever she wouldn't eat. But there's like 
there were other animals she was eating, so for me it was a little like, oh, I'm a vegetarian, but I uh, I eat fish. Like, uh, right. isn't that just another animal? <laughs> like, my mom's been a vegetarian since the 70s. She doesn't eat Skittles or, you know, anything that's animal-related. And some of these people are like, well, I don't – and then even Kimmy herself is like, well, I'm not going to eat any land-dwelling animals. Like, what, like, ocean animals aren't animals or there's – I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, vegetarians that eat fish are not vegetarians. A vegetarian is someone that does not eat any living freaking animal. Like, my wife's been one since she was a kid, but I guarantee you that if she was on Survivor and had to freaking eat a fish eyeball, that she would at least try to freaking swallow it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But I think this, this... Go ahead, Chad. I guess nobody's rooting for I need a sandwich. For who? Um, okay, this I I I I I I want to eat a sandwich. I Mike Borneo gets a joke. Dude, I got the joke. Right, I got up to speed. I made that same joke. Similar week. Sorry, I got the uptake now. I don't know if Matt knows what we're. I do, Matt, you know what we're talking about? No. Well, uh, it was even when they announced the cast and the voting. I think Richard talked about this a little bit, but supposedly back in season one. Uh, it was a little different with production, and certain things were exchanged with male members of the crew for an alleged sandwich by Borneo Nose Kelly. So, oh wow, right yeah, that's one of the biggest lore of the show, and there were some likes to it because Hatch was talking about it when she got picked about you know his controversy, and she never came forward to defend him. Um, yeah, and the show did. And, you know, getting a sandwich maybe helps you win four immunities in a row. <laughs> and Richard might have been keen to do it some of the same stuff she allegedly did with who she did it with. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and to be uh, and to be honest, I was kind of rooting for her until I heard that, and I'm like, oh, forget it. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if that gets you ahead in the game, I mean, that's super-duper survivor, but I don't think you'll see that on TV, but... Yeah. No, I don't think that'll. <laughs> I don't think that'll make Survivor it. Survivor After Dark, or the Showtime unreleased scenes. I bet the there's a reel of stuff from Survivor that is sitting in some vault in Santa Monica that could make some big bucks someday. You know these un, all these unblurred shots and this innuendo that's happening here and there. We have footage of the producers telling Joe and Dirk to, or uh, <laughs> Dirk and Sean to vote out. <laughs> Stacy, it's kind of rude. Like, it's going to be some amazing stuff they have to have from almost every season. So. Oh, and they yeah. thought those peanut butter and chocolate shots or something, huh? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Can we bring that back, please? <laughs> it was, uh, there's some staple challenges. That I think that, you know, bribing people off that, it was just a weird thing to you know, get to go for, uh, to do that. And only certain casts, you know, Denise from China can't make that same deal with production probably, but those two, sure. You remember Hatch just a couple of weeks ago sort of made a uh, prediction on Twitter about Spencer. Oh, yeah, what was that? that? I told you on the show. Oh, they said something about um he said something about them saying there's no way that Spencer could win makes me think 
that Spencer's going to win the show or something like that. Oh, yeah. He's such an underdog, so, yeah, it's uh, – I think he's – if he gets in the right number situation, I think there's different types of threats where he could go through there. And, you know, he just – he said at Tribal Council that he's playing day by day. You know, his – he has no defined allegiance. He's never – he's never had – that in his first season or this season. He's grown and matured, but, you know, who is, you know, when you look back in the history of the show, who, who is Spencer aligned with? I mean, you can't even really list anybody because it's not happened. No. He's sort of bouncing back and forth. He was sort of aligned this week with Joe, um, mm-hmm. sort of in the middle of everything in the middle of, you know, the voting and, and both groups and, and who was going to go. Um, mm-hmm. But that was for this week. What did you yeah, guys think you know, of the... No, gonna... Oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, this, Spencer is smart, and even in his first season, I mean, he was, dude, losing, losing, losing challenges, and somehow you know, making it further and further, you know. So he he has a, a a gift of somehow being able to talk and schmooze his way along with a little bit of luck, you know, to get deeper into the game. And I think if he, you oh, know, yeah. like Mike said, if he, if he gets on the right side of the numbers, you know, Spencer is someone, if, if I'm, if I'm playing the game with Spencer and we go deep in the game together and then he turns on me and votes my ass out, and he makes it all the way to to the finals, mm-hmm. even though I'm voting for Spencer to win the game. That's what irritates me so bad is when people get all butthurt, at, you know, at the end of the game about, mm. you know, they're, they're taking it personal. And I get it, but it's kind of like when I got voted out, I didn't take it personally. Like I was, I was pissed, but yeah. I knew I was outnumbered, you know, from the, the favorites to the fans. But I wasn't like had a lot of animosity, and it's just like, man, this is mm-hmm. the game, man. Give props to the person that outwit and yep. outplayed you. You know what I mean? Period. And they thought you had an idol, didn't they? Didn't they? Wasn't that the, they were like, they thought you were too confident or something? Or, or well, something? I mean, they, they, you know, I, you know, after I got voted out, dude, I mean, I, I straight up asked Philip and Don and every, everybody who voted me out that night. I, yeah. I said, is there anything I could have done to not get voted out? And they said, no, dude. They said, yeah. you were the most you were the most likable guy, the biggest physical threat. We knew you did not have an idol. You were a mm. huge threat. We we had to freaking get you out, you know. So yeah, mm. I, I replay the crap all the time, you know. Like, what could I have done <laughs> differently? And you know, but you know, it's it is what it is. It's a, it's a game. There's there's people that win, and then there's you know, in this case, 19 other people that are going to lose. So, for it's, sure. What do you th- What do you guys think of the challenge, the immunity challenge? I was glad it was an endurance and not a puzzle. We've had a lot of puzzles lately, so I'm glad we had no puzzle. But fun little endurance thing. It looked pretty intense. Yeah, I like the challenge. I really like challenges. It's kind of like an old school style survivor challenge. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what that's what I think is so great about it because anyone can win that type of challenge. And the majority of the time it is a woman that wins that type of challenge. Mm-hmm. So I I like 
I like that type of thing. I thought it was great, and uh, it's stuff that the stuff gets intense to watch. If you were Joe, would you have tried to win to just to make sure you're safe at your first tribal council of the season, or would you have played back a little bit so people don't just see you as a threat? I don't know, dude. That second chance, there's a lot at stake. I mean, I, yeah. I, I say you try, you try to win immunity, and and you just kind of. You just deal with it, yeah, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's, he's always trying everyone, to well, everyone, excuse me, everyone obviously knows that Joe's a threat, whether he wins, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah, that's definitely not. true, yeah. So you, you can't hide that. So, hell, I, I'd rather be going to tribal council with an immunity necklace on than, than not, because you can never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Well, that was a, that was a big part. Then pre and post challenge, we had probably one of the more contentious fights ever. Well, there were several fights. We get, you know, Tasha in with Cass and giving her partial truths and piss, not pissing Cass off. And then Sierra talking about what, you know, saying Savage was saying these guys were threats. And I was trying to recall Sherry or anyone else. You guys, did that actually happen, or did Sierra pull that out of her butt, or did I think that actually happened? I don't know if we were. You guys remember, you know, what she was talking about with Savage? Yeah, when she was saying what, Mike? Well, she was saying that Savage was going for, uh, I think it was Joe and Jeremy. Like, they were just saying that they were threats, and I was trying to remember if that you know, happened because Savage was so defensive, and Sierra's like, it happened, what do you thought? And I I was trying to remember, I didn't go back through my notes from each episode, I wasn't sure if that's what happened or not, I couldn't recall. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, dude, it's like, people could purposely try to start some drama just to get everyone's mm-hmm. panties in the wad and start freaking out, because when you're playing a game, you know, you, <laughs> you literally it's it's tough and you, and you are paranoid all the time. So yeah. part of her gameplay just caused chaos. But yeah, Savage did get completely pissed off and mm-hmm. was like, that that didn't happen, you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you, you still know. What did you miss the most when you were out there, man? Was it? I mean, we were talking to, uh, I was talking to, the host who's going to be on for next week, and he was saying his two seasons, even old school and new school. I was, I always thought you guys would be really thirsty, but he said the water's just a lot easier to get now. So, what did you miss? I most? miss my wife's round ass. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely. She's a lovely lady. So, if you've not no, met so his no, wife, here, folks. <laughs> yeah, dude. So here's here's the deal, man. Going out there, I mean, I was way more thirsty than hungry on my season. I was hungry, okay. but you're di- you're dying of thirst, dude. And yeah. We we would go to challenges, man, because we were boiling our water. Okay. Yeah. So we'd go to the challenge, and we'd have like one canteen for like nine or ten of us, and we would pass mm-hmm. it around before the challenge and just drink this water, just a couple sips, and then it was done. And the other the, the other team would have full canteens of water, and we're saying. What the hell are we doing wrong? How is the other team yeah. having? They just weren't boiling their water, dude. They said hell with it. Well, you know, so wow. if I went out there again, I, I might, you know, do the old naked and afraid tactic and maybe not even boil my water, you know. And wow, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that was the worst. The, the dehydration, 
was the worst. And, and you know, missing my family. But here's mm-hmm. the deal. I was out there, dude, to play the game of Survivor. So the, oh, as yeah, soon as yeah. I got to as soon as I got to LA and everything else, I was in game mode. I'm, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to whine and gripe about missing home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's 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 what I did. I just went out there and played the game, and uh, I miss my oh. family a lot. But uh, you just got to deal with it. What was that first thing you ate, though, once you were out and you could, you know, the game was over? Like, what were you, like, jonesing for I mean, then? <laughs> Everything? Yeah, or? I was jonesing for anything because I, I literally got the Ponderosa up and I just, you have never-ending amounts of food that you can eat. So yeah. I would just, I would eat candy bars and drink Gatorade and pop and, you know, yep. eat food and eat chips and eat cookies and you know I just freaking <laughs> shut my face with food, dude. Like uh, nonstop. That's all I did was eat. You know. Yeah. So, How much weight did you lose? I went in the game at 164 pounds and I came out at 151. So they had to lose for the time, yeah. So wow. I, you know, I I need to go on another Survivor diet right now. I need to. You know, get back into, I, I, you know, here's the thing, man. I, I'm 41. I ride DMX and stuff like that, but I always want to try to keep myself as healthy as possible in, mm-hmm. in the event that I ever do get asked to go back. You know, I, I want to be, I want to be in shape. You know. Yeah. Right. So, Matt, you mentioned naked and afraid. If you could go on any other reality show besides Survivor, what other mm, reality yeah. show would you like to go on? I would like to go on Amazing Race with my wife. Uh, oh, we've never there you go. Her, but I would never, you know, you know, people ask me, would you go on Naked and Afraid? Uh, no, I would not. I, I would. I have no desire to go on that show. That's It's super gnarly. I mean, I'm friends with E.J. Snyder, one of the most badass ever. We've had him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Great. EJ's awesome, man, and uh, you know I've talked to him a lot about it. I, I just, I just wouldn't want to do it. Uh, you know, I like watching the show. I really do enjoy Naked and Afraid mm-hmm. a lot, but I, I, I would never do it. So I, I think Amazing Race, man, with with my wife Tessa, would be uh, awesome. And you know, the funny thing, I was never a huge. I'm not a huge TV junkie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm thinking, like right now, um, I wa- these are the shows I watch. I watch Survivor, obviously, mm-hmm. and I watch The Amazing Race, and I watch American Horror Story, and I watch The Walking Dead. That um, sounds like but, me, man. Yeah. <laughs> besides, besides that, I do a lot of video editing. My kids have a YouTube channel for reviewing Lego and stuff like that, and I, I sing in my band Moonbow, so I'll be working on songs or having band practice or just spending time with my, my kids. And um, I, I all the time have to be doing something. I just can't just sit around and uh, so, yeah, that's basically all I watch. Um, okay. so, yeah, Amazing Race, I think would be the show that I, that I would want to do besides Survivor if I could do any. And I don't know if you guys know this, but pre prior to Survivor, I was on that TV show, Miami Inc. on TLC. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you can actually look it up online. The episode was called Old Friends, and I got like a tattoo on my back of the the guy with the world's longest beard. <laughs> Sweet. Do you have a show in Cincinnati, too, called Urban Something? Yeah, I used to – I've always been, you know, fascinated with 
video production and you know, I do a lot of you know, I did a lot of hosting for like NBC Sports um for these like do tour BMX events and I don't know, I, I just I I love filming, I love editing, um I love being like on camera talent for like you know, like Andrea mm-hmm. Props, props to Andrea for for getting the job at People Now and doing that kind of thing. Oh yeah, that stuff, all that stuff's really fun. So, um, but I never went on Survivor to try to jumpstart some career. I went on Survivor because I'm a huge fan of Survivor and it was a dream mm-hmm. of mine to play the game. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I got to do it. Well, uh, I'm glad you did. One thing, how'd you become the beard? How did that? What What was the impetus for having the big best Survivor beard ever? I don't even know if there's anyone near your epicness for that thing. Like, how did that all start, man? Well, I mean, dude, it started basically like I never liked shaving, and uh, yeah, in in the early '90s, I was a big and still am a big fan of the band Alice in Chains and their singer mm-hmm. Lane Staley. He had Lane Staley had like a a really long braided goatee, and I was like, man, yeah. I want to grow I want to grow a goatee just like that. So I started growing that, and that kind of evolved into a beard. And then I I became obsessed with these guys with these long dreadlock beards. So I I ended up dreadlocking my beard, and you know here I am today. And my beard is like way I mean my beard was puny on Survivor compared to mm-hmm. I mean. If I played Survivor again, I would have to wear my buff as a halter top like the girls do and tuck my beard in because I wouldn't be able to do challenges with it like it is, you know. I haven't seen you for a little bit, but how how long is this beard for the people that haven't seen you lately? What how long is this thing, buddy? You gotta you've gotta have a general idea there. Well, I mean, it, it's several inches past my waist. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm wearing yeah, pants, okay. and it's you know, it's to the point where I have to like when I go pee. I have to like tuck my beard behind my arm and get it out of the way. Let's put it that way. Wow! Wow! That's pretty crazy. I know. That's cool though. The center, the center of it is like a a dreadlock, right? Yeah. Yeah, Just one. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just one, one big dread. And uh, yeah, I don't do all I do to it, guys. Is I, you know, I, I take showers and I wash it with bar soap and I make sure to rinse all the soap out. I clean Mm -hmm. it very well. But other than that, dude, I don't touch it. It just does what it does, and yeah, it's <laughs> a very good friend of mine. Dreads is down past his waist. Well, I mean, they're on his head though, not his, his face. And yeah, I used to make, I used to bead what they called stitches that he would wear around his dreads. They're just like yeah, you know, round things that you bead. You know, you can beat him right. as long as you want. And I would make those for his dreads. And uh, he, gosh, his got really, really long, too. And he, you know, his, a lot of people, I know quite a few people that have dreads. And people think oftentimes that they're dirty and they're not. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't understand that they're not a dirty thing. It's, you know, some people just look at them and automatically think, you know, that that they're not clean, and that's so untrue. You know, they're very clean. You know, you do wash them just like you wash your hair, and yeah. it's 
just as clean as your hair as anybody's hair. Um, it is just a different look. And yeah, I mean, essentially all it is, you know, like I mean, I guarantee there's some dirty hippies that dreads are nasty, but if, <laughs> if they if, if they weren't yeah. dreaded, it'd probably be nasty anyways. But you know, I keep mine clean, and um, it just you know, all we did was we we matted my beard up. We just like twisted and pulled the mm-hmm. hair and, and made, made it into knots, and then, you know, it just continues to freaking knot up as it grows forever. I got friends yeah, with yeah. dreadlock beards down to the ground. I mean, they're literally down to the floor. Oh, my now. gosh. So, wow, it's uh, it's crazy. Some dude in the 1800s, isn't the record like, God, like oh, 18 yeah. or uh-huh. something feet or something crazy? Yeah, seventeen and a half feet, pretty much. Is Hans Langseth? He's tattooed on my back. Yeah, I've done a lot of research on Hans, and I have a, a big, I have a big collection of beard stuff of these eighteen, you know, pictures of different people from the eighteen hundreds that have these crazy beards. And but no, I appreciate it, dude. You know, being you know having one of the longest beards and Survivor. You know, and that's the funny thing. Yeah. I always get annoyed, I get annoyed when like people Ponderosa and the first thing they do is shave their beard. Because I personally yeah. think the dudes look way cooler with freaking beards. Because if we were oh, all yeah. out on Survivor for eternity, we would all have beards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so and sure. beards are popular right now, dude. Beards are like a hip thing to do, you know? If I could have a better mustache, I'd be all up in it, dude. My mustache is my Achilles heel. So I, if I could stash it out better... I don't think I do yeah. the dread thing. No, no offense. I just that's not my thing. But I would definitely rock out a big old beard and mustache. So yeah, the last time, yeah. the last time last time I grew out a beard was when Matt was on Survivor and he challenged everybody, and I grew <laughs> out one. And as soon as he got voted off, I shaved it because it was itching the hell out of me, and my boss yeah. said I had to get rid of it. So <laughs> well, I, dude, I don't want to. I I we appreciate you've been on an hour and. 24 minutes and it's awesome. You can stay on. I don't. I don't know how long we can stay on, but if you need to go, just no worries. And I don't know, Sherry. Do you want me to talk about what's going on next week? It's a pretty interesting addition to Mike on the Mic. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, well, I sent out messages to every dude that had been on Survivor named Mike and let him know I was having surgery on Wednesday and I wasn't sure if I'd be up for the the show on Thursday and probably the most famous Mike got back to me and I was on the phone with him last night so Michael Scoopin is is going to do the show for me he's going to be the Mike on the mic and got some some amazing guests lined up so Chad call back in and I'm going to try to call in for you know five minutes or so and I'll probably listen from afar I'll be drugged up so who knows what the hell I'll say but <laughs> um, I definitely, I, it's in good hands, uh, and I and I appreciate Mike stepping up and helping me out with that. So it's it's hard not to. I, I'm very, you know, Matt knows me. Once I once I commit to things, I'm very. Uh, I don't like to not be available, but I will be having major surgery, and uh, he's stepping in. So I look hope the viewers enjoy it, and if they're missing me, uh, I'll see them the next week. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're going to be in our thoughts and prayers, Big Mike, and the show will be in good hands. And uh, yep. Mike's been on the show before, and Mike Scoopin's awesome. We're absolutely glad to have him back again, and 
I'm sure he's going to bring on some wonderful guests and we'll handle the show for you while you're gone and hope you can call in and, and let us know how you're doing. Um, but I will definitely we'll... do that. And I, I made a, my office staff and I made a big poster thanking all my GoFundMe volunteer are all the sponsors so i'll have that with me at the hospital and be taking pictures of that because i without them it would not be possible what what i'm doing in six days so um oh, that'll awesome, be next Mike. thursday on the 10th right uh, uh it's uh it's wednesday the 11th veterans day 7:45 a.m mercy hospital in fairfield i'll be there uh okay Stop. If anyone wants to stop by, feel free to. Uh, no obligation there. Uh, as much of a people person as I am, I'm kind of embarrassed sometimes when I'm the focal point. So um, if people want to stop by, that's great, but, you know, you don't have to. So And well, no carbohydrates uh, for six weeks, so <laughs> don't bring any food, please, because it's going hey, to Mike, the trash. Um, if you can, send me a message reminding me, because uh, I'm fairly close. So okay, my schedule sure. allows, I'll definitely. Um, but as far as Mike on the mic next Thursday on the tenth, is that correct? Seven p.m. Uh, Thursday the twelfth. Yeah, today's the fifth. So yeah. Oh, okay, it'll okay. be Mike. Mike yeah. scooping doing that. So. Yeah, I get off at two. So yeah, I'll definitely be calling in. Sweet. Great. And if you're just listening on the switchboard. Get up the courage, outwit, outplay, outlast, and and press one, and we want to hear you because I I'd, I'd love to hear who's listening to this this thing and you know wants to you know get on get on the phone. You've got great opinions, and I want to I want to hear them, and I won't be hosting, but I'll I'll hear it when I listen to it. But Matt, I want to thank that. you so much for uh, for doing this thing. Oh, you know, Mike, you know that's that's what I want people to know is this. And it's funny sometimes because I'll still meet people. I'm, I'm actually walking outside to take some of these bags to the trash, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Survivor, dude. So it, there's been times where people will meet me and they're nervous to meet me maybe because I was on, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a television show, but I'm just like you guys are. So for me yep. to be able to do podcasts, dude, like, or, you know, be on someone's show or be interviewed, man, and get to talk about Survivor. I love it because I am Sweet. a fan, dude. And, and to, you know, it, it's I, I'm I'm just a guy from Cincinnati that's a huge Survivor fan. And if anyone wants to know, like, I applied to be on Survivor. In, like, 2003, I made a ridiculous mm-hmm. video, and I sent it in, and I never got a call back. And... Um, I basically said, "Oh man, too many people apply for Survivor. I'm just not even gonna, not even gonna mess with it." Well, around, I guess it was 2011. Um, I basically said, "You know what? Uh, I didn't even have cable TV at the time. I was trying to save money. I just had mm-hmm. Netflix. I would I would watch Survivor on CBS.com, and yep. uh, I literally." You know, saw this little thing. Well, hey, you want to be on Survivor? Go to go to casting, the casting page, whatever. So I told my wife that night. I said, Tessa, I said I'm going down. I'm making a video, and I'm getting on Survivor. 
And I made a video, dude, and I got a phone call, and the rest is history. And I told Jeff Probst at my L.A., when I made it out to the finals of casting, I said, dude, I knew I would be sitting here right now talking to you. I told my wife I was getting on the show, and people follow your dreams, and great Mm -hmm. things can happen. Maybe it's not getting on Survivor. Maybe it's something else. Maybe Chad Kincaid, it's you finding you know, your new job or Mike, it's you conquering, getting your surgery to help out your health. You know what I mean? It's, it's just follow things in your life. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just cool. And I'm I'm honored and blessed to be a part of the survivor community with other survivor members and just Mm -hmm. becoming friends with, with, you know, all of the fans. It's, it's just, it's something that other TV shows and, you just it's just a different experience being part of the this yeah. big survivor deal, you know. Yeah, well, I know What's that? I tried out for Survivor like thirteen times. Yeah, well Don Meehan tried out for years and years and years before she got on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you just you never know. I mean, you never know. Looking for different things every time, so that fourteenth time might be the ticket, and you never know. So. Yeah, you never know, man. But yeah, man, thanks again for for having me on, and uh, good luck with your good luck with your surgery, Mike. Thanks, dude. And if you make it on the show, I won't be able to eat at the BW 3s parties anymore. But I'll definitely support you on Second Chances Tour, the Amazing Race on Friday nights. We'll watch you and Tessa kick people's butts all across the world. Yeah, I, you know it's. <laughs> Uh, I've contemplated making a video, you know, making a video, uh, just mm-hmm. for the hell of it. It's like, why not? You know what I mean? I have a video right. camera and I do video editing. It's like, I could put together a video of me and Tessa, you know, pretty easily. So, you we'll guys see. are great on the amazing race. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you know, I encourage we, we you talk. to do that. Yeah, well, thank you. Maybe we will. We, you know, we definitely, we definitely have talked about it before. You know, so we'll see. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. Awesome, man. You guys have a good one. See you Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good one, you guys. Take it easy. You too, honey. Sweetness. What a great guest. Matt's the bomb, and it just that that season, like I said, was just so unique, and I've never had an experience like that, and I don't know if I'll ever have one again. Just watching it week week to week with the with everybody it was just. A fun season, and I loved it. So, what a great guest! Yeah. What's coming up on the Rad Reality Network? What all cool things are waiting for the viewers? Well, on Monday, on the Manic Monday Show with Michelle Casta at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Jason Roy is going to be back to visit Michelle. Oh. Big Brother 17. He's going to be talking about going up to the Toys for Tots event in New Hampshire. Um, And he's got a GoFundMe page up uh, for the Toys for Tots event to be raising money for the kids and for toys and for all that. So he wants to talk to people about his GoFundMe page to raise money for the the charity, and um, so he'll be back with Michelle on Monday. Okay. 
And then on Sunday, I'm not sure who Louis' guest will be on the Amazing Race Second Step show, but um, he usually has a guest. And that show is also at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And then we'll be back here next Thursday with Mike Scoopin. On the, the mic. Mike and the Mike show. <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, I'll be watching. Uh, I'll be watching the race, and uh, I'm fascinated with these cliffhanger episodes they're doing this season. It's just, it's a little bit unnerving because you want to see some closure, but it, it's making it an interesting season and keeping you on the edge of your uh, seat. So. I know. I think they saved a little money by not giving uh, Jason and Diana any any. Uh, Gifts oh, or anything for making it to yeah. the mat. Yeah, they made it to the mat, and all they got was "You're still in the race. Here's your next <laughs> next clue." Yeah, <laughs> I just wonder if they're going to do that and say, "Yeah, the race is going on." But then, I mean, Phil could be like, "And you've won a five night trip to Bulgaria." Like, I mean, they they could still make it cliffhanger without you know skimping on that. So maybe they're just saving money, like you said. I, who knows? <laughs> Well, they did that the previous week. They actually gave out a prize, but when yeah. uh, I don't know, just when Justin and Diana made it to the the mat, they didn't give out a prize. I was like, they kind of got chipped, you know. Yeah. But the cheerleaders made it from, I think it was last place all the way up to second place, so they certainly climbed the ladder. They're um, going up, and I don't know what's the deal with those. Uh... Those paparazzi people, they're just having meltdown after meltdown. So. Oh, I know. Bicker, bicker, bicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'm, at the, I'm at the Amazing Race recapper, so I'll stop talking about it. But it's a fun season for sure, and it's probably my second favorite reality show. So. It is a lot of fun. You got to call on Sunday. Talk to us. I'll try not, to. If, uh, what what time is it on Sunday? I you mean you just said it. I feel terrible for my reflective listening is not very good. But what time is the Sunday show? 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, just like yours. Oh, well, All of our God, now I feel like a total heel and ass. Okay. Well, if I'm in a meeting, <laughs> no, I'll probably okay. try to get in, depending on who uh, old Louie's got. Um, I'll try to call in, and I, I, I may try to get in with Jason, too, uh, he wasn't my favorite on there, but he was definitely interest, interesting, and I want to hear him say all oh, my land to, to me directly. <laughs> there you go. You know you're always welcome on any of the shows, babe. Oh, cool. For sure. Call in and chat with us. I'll try to, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Thank you so much for bringing on a wonderful guest. And you're going to be in our thoughts and prayers next Wednesday. Um, I know you've got lots of fans who are going to be thinking about you and praying for you, and I know you got this. Um, yep. Yeah. Just know we'll be thinking about you. So. Positive thoughts, buddy. And Positive thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to be on a whole new journey, and. Uh, who knows, yeah, yeah, by this time next year, you may be headed for Survivor, you know? 
Yeah, that or, um, you know, Matt was talking about the race with his wife. My, uh, I've got a sister who's seven years younger than I am, and we're both redheads, and we're both obnoxious, intense, crazy mm-hmm. people, and uh, I think it'd be dynamic television either way, so we'll see. But, but my primary goal is to get in shape and make my life better, and, you know, I will officially apply for the show once I'm in really good shape, so it's on. There you go. <laughs> Well, I think they would certainly uh, be picking a wise pick by picking you to, to be on Survivor. You've you've got that um, photographic memory. You know so much about Survivor, and it's been so much of your life for so long that mm-hmm. you actually live that dream. You know that's. Part of why I like the season of The Amazing Race so much this season is because watching Justin... Oh, well, that's why I'm on Team Green all the way, for sure. I love his energy and passion. To see his passion, because he's living out his dream, just, I love Mm -hmm. it. And it would be like that for you on Survivor, to see you live out your dream I, you, that much passion would be coming out of you on Survivor, and I would love it. So and I don't know what the edit would be like, but I'd be bringing it in the confessionals. Like I'd be hardcore bringing it every every single interview. So I know you would. I know <laughs> you would. <laughs> so I hope they they hear us and uh, think about bringing Big Mike on the Survivor real soon. So You take care of yourself We're going to wrap this show up tonight And we hope to hear from you Next Thursday We won't let you stay on too long Because you're going to need your rest But Mm -hmm. you can call in and say hi And uh, Mike Scoopin is going to be here next week To fill in And I know he's going to take very good care of the show. Oh, yeah. And then we'll have you back the following Thursday to pick up right where you left off. Um, Sweet. You take care of yourself and know we're thinking about you. And we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds good. Thanks. All right. We're going to wrap it up with Ron as we always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Here's Ryan to take us out. Good night, everyone. Take care. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one it was a great one I want to say thanks to all of our listeners in the chat room to those who will be listening in the uh, podcast later thanks to Matt Bischoff from Survivor Caramon 
Thanks to Chad Kincaid for calling in tonight. Thanks to Big Mike, our host. Thanks to Paul and my co-host over here. And thanks to all of you for listening. Paul, Big Mike, say goodnight. Good night. Good night. That's a wrap, everyone. Have a great weekend, and be kind to each other. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.